Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. Guys, every single week, I say it's, you know, an incredible episode. But this one, I had like a ping at 1130 at night one night, messaged Risa and was like, we need to do this episode. And of course, she was game. You guys, this is going to just pour so much into you and make you feel so much more confident and prepared and excited when you dress yourself, when you are picking out what you're going to wear, but also when you're just thinking of who you are. So Risa, thank you for being here. We are so excited for this episode. It means so much to me, Allie, that you asked me to be here. It's I'm very grateful. And I know that you have the most incredible audience. So I'm very, very honored. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Of course. And thank you for being here. Guys, we have really good questions. We just riffed before, as we always do before each episode. And we here at Right Up Your Alley talk about worth, confidence, like feeling and knowing that you're enough in everything that you're doing and having that decided before you step in. And dressing yourself is no exception. And Risa does it so well. Guys, go stalk her. She is my spirit animal in all things fashion. So we're going to start with her background. And then, like I said, we're going to go into more of like how to dress to feel like your most confident self. So Risa, tell us, where are you from? What do you do? How did you get there? I want to hear all the things. Okay. Well, I'm originally from Maine. So I'm an East Coast girl, which a lot of people don't know because I I've didn't lived- know that. I know. So all of your East Coast listeners can appreciate that. And I grew up there, but quickly made a jump to the biggest city close by, moved to Boston, got uh, into hair and makeup. I went to cosmetology school in Boston when I was about 19, 20, and then ended up packing a bag and moving out to San Francisco. And that's where I sort of fell into the fashion industry. I was out there for about five and a half years and met up with an amazing designer. She took me under her wing, took me all over the world. And I learned all the ins and outs of the fashion industry, everything from production to manufacturing, to public relations, to wholesale, to you name it. I did it. And it was the most incredible opportunity that I had no idea I was going to find myself in. I backtracking a little bit. I was in a pretty severe car accident after high school. It left me with a facial scar and 
absolutely no idea what my path was going to be. And I think that when it's cliche, but when people say, you know, everything happens for a reason, it truly happened to me. So I could give my gifts and everything that I had been through to the women that I work with today. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to do makeup at a young age and cover that scar. And it sort of gave me that idea that I need to figure out who I am and I need to use that purpose and take care of the people around me the way that I'm having to take care of myself. So after living in San Francisco and getting into fashion, I moved on from that company and moved to New York City. And I got a job doing PR in women's fashion, women's clothing. And that was a great experience for me because I was thrown to the wolves and it came out of nowhere. I felt like I needed a little bit of a change and wanted to head back East and It was the most incredible opportunity. And I got to work with magazines like Vogue and InStyle and Lucky and all of the major publications, completely green with no idea what I was doing. But it was such an amazing way to sort of round out what I thought was the end of my, not really the end of my fashion journey, but sort of like this, like, okay, I've I've done wholesale, I've done production, I've traveled all over the world. I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to experience that. And it's like, where do you go from New York city other than London or, you know, another like European city, but where do you go from here? I, I felt like, you know, this is a great place to sort of be, but it's not, this is not my final stop. So I had never finished my degree and I felt like the economy was sort of crashing and I needed to move somewhere to get that piece of paper and sort of figure out like, if I'm going to do something bigger, I I think I need to complete that journey in my own way and get that piece of paper and prove to myself that after leaving college the first time that this was going to be something that I needed. It was something that I, I felt like I needed to do for me. And so I moved to Phoenix and went to ASU and completed my degree in communications and a minor in media analysis from the Cronkite School. And all the while, I knew that I wanted to do something bigger. I knew that there was something inside of me that couldn't be contained, couldn't be controlled, needed to serve the greater population, whoever that may be, women, of course, women like myself, and women that had been through something in their lives. I knew that after everything that I had been through in my journey with my accident and all of the different places that I lived and all of the relationships that I built that I needed to use that for good. And I think part of it was also my own healing journey through the work that I wanted to do for people. I knew that that would be my own sort of therapy along the way. And I wasn't just doing it for them. I was doing it for me too. So I could learn and grow. And I launched my styling business after graduating and knowing full well that there was going to be something in the fashion industry after wearing so many hats, I knew that I needed to take all of that culmination of experience and put it into one business. So I launched Restyle Consulting, my private styling company in 2014. And I started in an area that got me on the map, but was not my passion. I started working with families for family photo shoots and latched onto a photographer that took me under her wing and sort of introduced me to a lot of families in the Valley. But I knew that that wasn't my end goal. I knew that it was more one-on-one style coaching and working with women in a big way to bring out what I knew that they were capable of in their own personal style. 
So it evolved and I kind of went through the stages of becoming a stylist and doing editorial and magazine work and doing a lot of photo shoots with people and some brand photo shoots, which I still do today. But it wasn't until about two or three years ago that I really refined this one-on-one private client, personal sort of coaching avenue of the business. And that's what drives me mainly today. And that's what drives the business is this ability that I have to connect with women in their most vulnerable state, sitting in their closet, sometimes, you know, changing in front of me or nearby, trying things on, going through all of their history, because that's what our closets are. It's a history of where we've been and what we've done and where we're going. Maybe it's an old purchase that's vintage and has a story, or it's your wedding gown from when you walk down the aisle to something with tags on it. And we don't know where it's going and what it's doing. So I'm in their most vulnerable place and teaching them how to wear things and how to show up as the best version of themselves. That's so good. I love that. And I, you know, I've seen the transformations of people that we love and them working with you and then being able to find and like bring out versions of themselves that maybe they had never had the permission. They had never given themselves really the permission to to be and things to wear and how to even just like walk and what that expresses and who you are. And so I love hearing about this. Thank you for telling your story too. And from that, it takes a lot of confidence on your end to hold space for yourself and like express yourself the way you do in fashion and in how your presence and how you coach people and how you show up for your clients and holding space for your clients to be seen and safe as they navigate and find, you know, the truth for what their style is. And I want to know, being able to see that from so many different scopes, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point is I have to be, I have to be that for my people. If I walk into a room and I'm not showing up as the best, most confident version of myself, how am I to give that advice to the women that I work with? Confidence is the cornerstone of what I do. And trust me, it didn't happen overnight for me, but to me, confidence is showing up as your most authentic self. It's digging deep and it's finding out who you really are And sharing that with the people around you, Mm. sharing that with yourself, showing up for yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I've got this. I'm going to wear this. This is who I want to be today. It doesn't have to be the same person every day. But if you don't show up as your most authentic self, you're not being truthful. And therefore, you cannot have that confidence we have to have that truth with ourselves. And it's a dig deep moment. Like it's, a, it's, it's not something that sits on the surface of a person. I have had to learn how to dig really, really deep. And we've all been through something. It, sometimes it's as big as a car accident or a loss or something traumatic in our lives. Sometimes it's something small that we don't even know had a poignant effect on us, but we've all been there and we all have to show up and get dressed. And for me, being the, the most authentic version of myself and showing up for people in that way is the best way that I can show them that confidence is the cornerstone to getting dressed and having that personal style and owning it. When I get dressed in the morning, if I put something on that I'm not loving, 
I walk around my house for a few minutes and if it's not, if it doesn't feel right, it, it, it gets taken off. It gets shoved to the side. It might even get donated, sold, or given away. If I don't feel like that piece is happening for me and it doesn't bring out the best version of me, it will affect my day. It will affect how I show up. It will affect my mood. It will affect how I work with people and how I walk into a room. So it's kind of that five minute rule for me. It's like, I walk around my house and I say, does this make me feel good? Am I going to be pulling at this? Is this me being the best version of me for this day and how I want to show up and who I want to be? And in that five minutes, if I don't feel that it goes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good practice for women to sort of take that time to walk in their own shoes for five minutes and figure out like, is this who I want to be? Is this who I am? And is this how I want to show up for myself today? Is it making me the best version of myself? I love that. And understanding, I think highlighting the part of that, knowing that you can test it. And if it's not, then that's okay. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, you know, as a coach, I get to see into so many women's businesses and and therefore lives, which is such an honor. And I know you feel the same way in the closets of women. And so often it is me reiterating their innate worth and their innate ability to not just have, again, like a story that they tell themselves, but a reality that they create with their lives because life isn't just happening to us, right? It's happening for us. Like God is there through it all, but we must see that, right? And we must believe that we must walk like that and like dress for it too. And it's so funny to talk with you. I will literally go back and pull that clip and rewatch it myself where you said, you know, so I don't even know something about life, but you're like, but then you, you show up for the day, but then you, you dress for it too. And I think with COVID, so many of us lost that. And you probably felt that and you see that probably with clients. And I would love your, your thoughts on that. And I, I think COVID showed us some sacred, incredible pieces and in parts of ourselves. Um, but then with the way we express ourselves in clothes, it shifted a lot in our society. So do you have any thoughts on that? A lot of thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> It affected so many different people, different ways. So I have a pretty big client roster right now. And it was interesting to see how women felt about it. It was different. It was, it changed for each woman. It changed for me. I mean, from month to month, it wasn't always the same feeling in the first couple of months. It was like, all right, this is kind of nice. I'm getting a break. I get to sit around in my sweats and it's awesome. And, you know, cause I get dressed for everything for the most part. And then it sort of turned into like, oh, this is this is really hard. I don't want to, I don't really want to sit here in my sweats all day. I don't feel like the best version of myself. And now I'm gaining a few pounds and now I'm sort of falling into this funk. And I went through waves in COVID, which I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah. A lot of people purged. A lot of people got rid of things and decided those things weren't making me happy anyway. I just now had the opportunity to sit and look at them and say, "Mm -mm," or do I even want to put those back on after everything that we've been through in the last year? And yeah, sometimes we feel that way after a year goes by about the fashion in our closet anyway, but we tend to hold on to things. I saw a lot of people letting go of their old selves, Mm. letting go of their old clothes, purging, wanting to change, wanting to chop their hair, wanting to try a new glam look. A lot of my clients were like, I need a makeup lesson or what should I do with my hair? 
or how do I reinvent myself and my look and this feeling? And I think what COVID did for a lot of us is gave us a lot of opportunity to reflect. It gave us the chance to sit with ourselves for a minute and say, you know, I thought I wanted to be that version of myself, but I really want to be this version of myself. Life is really short and it is a gift and it is happening for us. And we have the opportunity to dictate that. And I think that how we get dressed and how we show up is a massive part of who we are as human beings and the path that we get to choose for ourselves. And I think that finding that like courage to say that that old me is gone, that that person is not who I want to be. And let's figure out who that is. COVID gave us an amazing opportunity for that. And I think you could either embrace that or not. And that's a choice that people need to make. But I wanted to embrace the full change of whatever was coming my way. And I want to, I think this opportunity that we have to get excited about the next phase of our lives, because I feel excited about what's next. I really do. I feel like we're turning a, a huge corner and I feel excited. And I that's going to be reflected in how I get dressed and show up. If I want to wear a sparkly top because it's Wednesday and I love this sparkly top hanging in my closet, I'm going to wear it. And I might pair it with a pair of sneakers and jeans, but I'm going to wear it. And if you think I'm extra, that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Did that for us, right? It gave us permission, like you said, to be who we want to be and show up mm, yeah, and embrace it. Absolutely. That's, oh, I love that so much. It's so true. And, you know, it came in ugh, a package that we didn't expect, but then in multiple, you said waves. I feel like I got a lot of packages during COVID and some of them were like, oh my gosh. And some were like, oh shoot. All right. Okay. Here we go. Right. But it all like culminated into exactly what I needed. And I just want to speak that for myself. Didn't mean it was all good, fun, felt good, right? But it was what I needed. And so with that, I think obstacles often, they are masked as, you know, something that we don't want, but become what we needed. I want to know, you talked about your car accident. We just talked about COVID. What obstacles have like stood out the most to you and have you overcome to get where you are? I think. It's been really hard being a single woman completely on my own and taking the road less traveled. And a lot of people have expectations for you in your life and society has expectations for you in your life. And I think when you take a different path than society expects, it's a little bumpier. It's a little lonelier. It's a little scarier. And it's not to discount people taking a traditional path that they don't experience those same things. But as a single female entrepreneur, it's felt like the obstacles are there more often than not. Mm. And I think that's been the biggest hurdle for me other than my car accident and having to dig deep for that inner confidence and teach it to myself because it, it came at a time where I didn't really have a ton of support in my life. And I really had to get through that on my own. I was very young. I was 17 when it happened and shipped off to college and I was a cheerleader and there was a lot of pressure on me. And I think other than that accident, the biggest hurdle has been having to navigate life completely on my own. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have probably felt that way. I don't have the support. Maybe they don't have the financial support. Maybe they don't have the emotional support. And I think it takes a lot to dig deep and do everything on your own. Mm -hmm. So that for me has been, I would say the biggest hurdle, but it's also been the biggest blessing because I am my own advocate. I am my own superhero. I take the trash out every day. 
I take care of everything that needs to be taken care of in my life. And there's a certain power that comes from that. Mm. And there's a certain strength that I've gotten from that, that can never be taken away. I've been building it for years. It hasn't been easy, but I think it's given me the courage and the opportunities to treat myself with a lot of dignity and respect and kindness. And I think it's, it's offered me an opportunity to feel what the the highs feel like and feel what the lows feel like and be able to navigate that in a way that will strengthen me for and give me tools to do anything and be anything for the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, I almost started crying in that. Um, one, thank you for sharing. And I'm not going to cry. But, you know, I left home. I crowdfunded my way to San Francisco. And, you know, that I've shared this story multiple times on my podcast and obviously on my Instagram, but I did it all alone. And, you know, my parents were not game. I didn't, you know, have a significant other. And I, I wish people talked more about the, how isolating it is to be a woman entrepreneur doing it by yourself. And it's the most empowering, incredible thing, but it's also, it's difficult and it's exhausting to be asked like, oh, when is, so when is, you know, people look at me like I'm the secretary and I'm like, I'm in charge here. Hi, you know, um, (laughs) multiple times and that's totally fine. Right. But having, yeah, a partner to come back to and maybe, uh, leverage when seasons aren't as fruitful or transitions are happening is a really incredible blessing. But I just want to say like, I admire you so much for it. And as someone, I think I was like 23, 24 when I encountered you for the first time. And I remember, oh, I this will make me cry. But I remember being like, oh, like she's doing it. So I can too, you know? So it's just so cool to hear you even say that and be so confident about it and so candid because I know there are so many of us, right? And no matter if that changes or not too, because I I do want to be transparent in that. Like I have a wonderful boyfriend now and I had a big identity crisis then and being like, does this take away from what I'm building now? If I have, if I end up partnering with someone because I had I had found so much identity in doing it by myself. So it's just crazy because each wave comes with its own momentum, but it also its own realizations and just, you know, a new reality setting in. But you saying that and you being that so gracefully and candidly is a game changer for so many of us. So thank you. And it really influenced me for years. Thank you. That is so sweet. You're going to make me cry. I'm I'm so glad to hear that. If I can give one woman out there and now you've proven that I have the confidence to just say this is my show and I'm going to dictate how it goes because let me tell you I had my fair share of relationships that doubted me. I was engaged once and the underlying tone was you won't make it. You will never make money and you will not succeed. There's no your business plan is not good. You will not make money. And that sat with me for a long time. And I didn't, I didn't want to work as hard as I knew I was capable of at the time, because I just felt like there was nobody in my corner. And luckily I smartened up and continued my own journey in my own way. And I, I mean, my one bit of advice on that is if there is one person telling, you no, that person needs to be out of your sphere because 
there is no, no, there is no, no. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And I had a conversation with somebody very important to me the other day who said, there are founders and there are CEOs. And he said, founders have this extra grit and this belief in themselves and their product or their business that no one can take away from them. And he said, you are a founder. And I just, it sat with me and I will never forget it. And it was like, yeah, and I can do this. And I believe in this and, and belief in yourself is the foundation for belief in everything else that you do or create. Mm, It's so true. It's so true. Oh, I love that. And, and removing the people who make you doubt that from your sphere is very key in remembering it. And yeah, being a founder is such a blessing and so freaking hard <laughs> and so beautiful. And oh, I see you and I love that. And anyone listening, we see you, right? And, you know, my, I always invite you guys into my DMs and I really mean it. Like, I wish that I had had someone who said what you just said, Risa, to me when I was like, wow, everyone thinks I'm crazy, you know? And then I was like, am I crazy? And then I was like, probably. You know, at that point, no, I'm not crazy. It worked, right? Look at you. It worked. And it worked over and over. What? You are gifted is what you are. And you're not crazy. I mean, your ideas are great. All of our ideas are great. And however we want to implement them, however we see that for ourselves, I wished I would have had somebody saying it to me too. I was, it was a very lonely start to the entrepreneurial journey for me. And it's sometimes feels that way. But now I feel, I feel like I've surrounded myself with women like you who believe so strongly in not only themselves, but what they're doing and the people that they've surrounded themselves with their community. And they're, they're, they're immersed in this group of women and people that believe so deeply in, in what they're creating and they build them up and they send them positive affirmations. And that is so important because the minute we let any of that negativity into our lives in any way, shape or form, it's, it, it depletes us and it takes away and it takes a little piece of our happiness pie. And I'm not giving away any of my happiness pie to anyone. I want to eat all of my happiness pie and have it and hang on to it so tightly. So nobody is allowed in that is going to suck any of that out of me or you or anyone. Absolutely. Yep. And we get to choose, right. And lovingly, you can love someone without allowing them in. Right. I think I had to learn that too. Like I can deeply love someone, but their opinions are not valid here. Thank you. Right. And a lot of people's opinions or what they say to you is a reflection of how they feel like your old fiance, right? Mm -hmm. He probably didn't believe in himself and that failure to launch has nothing to do with who you are. So remembering that is so good. Okay. So, so good. I want to know this is the last question, what advice do you have for someone who you, who wants to feel confident as she dresses herself? Talk to yourself like you would talk to the person that you love the most and the people that you love the most. When you get dressed and you look at yourself or you're shopping or you're choosing something for yourself, be kind to yourself motivate yourself. We don't go into a room full of people that we love and say, what are you wearing? Or why did you choose that? Or I really don't like this, or that makes you look bigger or whatever it may be. We don't talk to people that we love like that. And if you talk to yourself in the most positive and best way, 
you're not only putting it out there to God in the universe that you're worthy and that you're beautiful and that you have that confidence, but you know, you're, you're treating yourself with the respect that you deserve and you're building yourself up. It is the opportunity that you have. It starts with you. So treating yourself with that kindness will get you through any situation. And it's the foundation. It's that authenticity authenticity, and showing up as the best version of yourself. But you have to remind yourself of it daily because we can get down and we can have hard days. We all have them. But in order to show up confidently, you've got to respect yourself and say to yourself, I am worthy of all of the things that are there for me. Mm, Yep. I love that so much. And yes, whoever is listening, you're worthy of that. You should do that. And it is so important. And I, it took me a long time to do that. I don't know about you, but man, it took me a long time to do that. Long time. I think the inner work is, you know, I always say that about 80% of what I do is mental. The way that I talk to my clients, the way I confidence coach them and the way I tell them, listen, we are doing this for you. We are, I'm not going to put you in something that isn't 150% a heck yes. Okay. We are, we are building this wardrobe around your needs, your lifestyle, you and who you want to be and who you want to show up as. But 80% is that mental game and 20% is talent. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can dress people. There's brilliant stylists out there, but I think what sets me apart in what I do and what attracts other women to me as a confidence and clothing coach is the way that I show up for them mentally Mm -hmm. and the way that I walk in the room and say, listen, you and me, this is, this is a team. This is a team thing. Now this is a partnership. This is, I'm your best friend. I'm your sister. I'm your confidant. I am the person who is going to bring out the best in you and show you and be honest with you that this is the path that you're supposed to be on. These are the clothes that you're supposed to wear in order to be who you want to be and show up how you want to show up. This is what's going to look the best on you, I promise you. And and there is no recipe for that that I learned from somebody. There is I it's a it truly comes from the fact that I care so deeply about women feeling like they are enough because I have been there and done that and I have felt like I wasn't enough before and that's where all of this comes from. And yes, I have a knack for shopping. It's it has turned into a career because I am a brilliant shopper. I am very skilled at finding things for people. And I can dress other body types, which I think is really hard to do. But again, that's like, that's like, that's just the icing on the cake. The fact that I can walk into a room and and help somebody feel like the best version of themselves and form a relationship with them that is an unbreakable bond is so crucial to what I do. And (laughs) confidence is the baseline for all of it. And if I don't have it, I mean, it took me a long time. I had to do a lot of inner work because I could have easily gone in another direction when everything happened to my face. I didn't feel like I was worthy. I didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel like anyone would ever look at me the way that they looked at somebody else with a perfect face. But what I learned was that face does not define me. How I show up for myself and how I show up for the people around me and who I surround myself with, that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known for somebody who walks through, like, through the door and is going to build up the women around them and leave them way better than how I found them. Mm. Mentally, physically, emotionally. That girl did one thing. She, you know, I was with my cousin and her friend last night. And she didn't like the jeans she was wearing. I was like, take them off. I cut the bottoms. And then all of a sudden she was like walking a little bit taller and she was like, wow, that just like 
completely changed how I feel about these jeans and how I showed up. I threw in some heels and a blazer and I was like, now you're ready. It took two seconds, but it can happen that fast. And I can just walk up to somebody and tweet them and it's just, and then, then she had the confidence to wear those jeans. She walked differently. I'm telling you, I looked at her and she, she felt different. And I want to do that for everybody that I meet. Mm. Yeah. I love that so much. So good. Okay. With that, then where can we find you and how can we support you? Yes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm the most active on my personal, which is also my business name, but it's at restyle underscore consulting. I also have um, a main page at Risa Costas. I'm not as active on that one and kind of going through some changes on that. And uh, also I have a product line at the Rescue Kit Co. I developed a product line for women for exactly this reason is building their confidence and helping prevent and solve wardrobe disasters. Um, One problem solving tool at a time. And we have kits for everybody in the closet and for brides. So you can find me there as well if you want to learn more about the product line. And then on my website at risacostas.com. So good. And guys, I have all of that in the show notes. Definitely be looking out. I was talking with Risa before this too, and we all have really big dreams and she's someone who's really going after them. So really exciting things coming up. Risa, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Allie.